0: You're listening to This Is Annex, the podcast about marketing for B2B marketers brought to you by B2B marketers. Join Kyle Shea and Stacey Bradshaw as they talk about trends, insights, and best practices to arm you in the disruptive battle to stay relevant in today's B2B market. And now. This is Annex. Hey, everybody, and welcome to This is Annex, the podcast about B2B marketing brought to you by B2B marketers. I'm Kyle Shea, VP of Digital Media here at Annex Business Media, and with me, as always,
1: Stacey Bradshaw, Director of Digital Media. And
0: welcome to another Leveraging Digital podcast, a certified under 10-minute podcast about all the cool things in the B2B world, Stacy. What are we going to be talking about today?
1: Today, we're talking about webinars. This
0: seems vaguely familiar.
1: Yes, we did a podcast about webinars uh, back in 2019. I think in that episode, we talked about, obviously, how webinars are good for generating leads and positioning your company as a thought leader in the industry. It's kind of that one strategy that sort of strikes the balance between those two very different marketing goals. Um, We talked about the fact that they are relatively affordable. Um, You know, when you look at it at a cost per lead basis, I always think of it like getting 50 prospects in a room. For an hour to discuss, you know, their challenges and how your service or product can help them. You know, what would somebody pay for that? Probably a lot more than the cost of a webinar. So I don't want to rehash that episode. You guys can go check it out: uh, annexbusinessmedia.com and click on podcast, and you'll find all of our archives there.
0: And it's still very relevant. Uh, but we're going to kind of go through. Th- things about how they are today and the state of the webinar today, especially for B2B marketing. So you mentioned uh, one thing, uh, thought leadership. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, My thought is that they establish your company kind of as an industry leader and showcasing your... expertise on relevant topics.
1: Yes, I think webinars are still very impactful um, in 2023 and beyond. The thought leadership piece for me is actually increasingly important when you look at how B2B buyers do their research today, and especially the younger, I think up and coming buyers are are doing their own research really, right? So you think of a webinar as an opportunity to act as sort of that intermediary research step. So maybe they've read your white paper, they've checked out your product or service page and and you know they're ready to take that next step towards a commitment or a purchase. You can kind of think of the webinar as a way to not just knock down objections and educate prospects on, you know, your solution, but actually help educate them in their buying process and sort of talk specifically to pain points and and challenges that they're having. It's like a chance to close that gap of understanding in their research. And
0: really, what is it worth to have 50 people in a room to talk about what you want to talk about as a uh, as a company with like your newest product your your process for doing something
1: well that's the other reason why i think webinars are so critical in the marketing mix because when you look at the pretty impactful changes that are happening in the marketing landscape you know the deprecation of the cookie for one uh, google announced its new api toolkit for developers that was sort of their first step i think this year in like actually getting rid of the third-party cookie apple privacy changes and other legislation that we won't get into today. They're making it really a lot harder and more expensive for marketers to access third-party data. So what we see in terms of success around webinars are the marketers that really address challenges in the industry and, and formulate a piece of content, a presentation, a roundtable. Um, even a workshop format, we're seeing all kinds of formats, but do it in a way that really addresses the audience's um, needs and challenges and of course there can be some promotional aspect in there for your brand but really focusing on that education piece.
0: So yeah I think the webinar is still an amazing uh, marketing tool to be able to get your message across. So one of the things is the measurement of how good that marketing tool is so let's get into that a little bit. Yeah
1: I think there are uh, measurable results with the webinar beyond just the quality leads that you gather from recipients or attendees I should say. The other piece of it is brand exposure. So at Anna we market our webinars at least five to six weeks out. So that's five to six weeks of exposure to our audiences with your brand. So however you're marketing the webinar that I think that exposure has value in and of itself. There's the on-demand version. Um, We're still gathering uh, quality leads after the live webinar has finished and promotion around that on-demand version as well. And really savvy marketers are repurposing some of the content from their webinars. So they're pulling out quotes and pieces for social media posts and sort of, so, so it has legs, I guess, beyond um, just that 45 minute or one hour webinar.
0: And I think one of the real values here is the fact that as an advertiser, you're trying to uh, show your brand or your product to many, many people in your industry. The the partnership that you have with the media brand that is presenting that webinar is... is...
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's there's a trust element. The last thing you want to do with a webinar is that sort of a bait-and-switch approach where you're saying, you know, we're going to solve for X, Y, Z, and help you overcome these specific challenges. And then the webinar is strictly promotional about your product or service. It really has to have an educational element to it, I think, to be successful. And so that media brand partnership sort of lends that level of authority, I guess, on the topic that might make people, I guess, make it a little bit more palatable for people. They're probably used to seeing enough promotional webinars. So, and I guess at the risk of sounding too promotional myself here, (laughs) uh, which we try to avoid on this podcast. Um, but webinars are really one thing that our team has really sort of dialed in on. It's kind of right in our wheelhouse. So I, I would suggest if you're in any of these sectors, agriculture, manufacturing, aviation, security, fire, I could go on, uh, public service sectors, forestry. Annexbusinessmedia.com
0: yeah. if you're curious.
1: Yeah, <laughs> good point. Yes, annexbusinessmedia.com and click on brands. If you're in any of those sectors or if you're not and you're curious about webinars, I mean, one one thing we do well here is the execution piece. So we really sort of offer a turn- key solution where we are setting up registration, taking care of the marketing, the actual webinar execution from recording to the on-demand version. So if that's the piece that's holding you back, I wouldn't let the execution piece be a barrier. The other piece that could be challenging is the content piece, you know, whether it's a roundtable format with your existing client, or, or maybe you don't feel that you have that like internal personality that could be a webinar presenter. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be your software engineer or your agronomist or or whoever it, you have in-house. And, then, and that's sort of where we come in as the media brand. Alex, our webinar host, could be there to sort of assist through that and sort of do an interview approach. So we're, we're doing all sort of different formats. We also have our in-house content marketing studio, Amplify, who can obviously help with actual content development on webinars but if you're dialed in on both content and execution and you're really just looking to reach that qualified audience then obviously we've got you covered there
0: piggybacking on that it 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 really comes down to the key partnership right it doesn't have to be annex; it needs to be somebody of value within your industry that you can then do that webinar with because they have the audience maybe you need. Yeah,
1: and together you sort of position both groups as authorities on the topic. And I think there's a frequency thing too here that we didn't mention. I think if you, say you address five different pain points within your industry and you do a webinar on each of those and you do them really well, and you sort of become known as a thought leader and an educator within your industry, then it almost sort of earns you the the right, I guess, or the authority to to go a little broader with the topics. And then people start sort of looking forward to you as being the, the thought leader. So my recommendation would be not to start broad, but to start specific and do more of them.
0: Let's talk a little bit about expectation on a webinar. We get this question all the time. How many registrants can we expect? Who's gonna see it? How many leads am I gonna get? Well,
1: I think before you determine and sort of what your measurements and what your KPIs are going to be around the campaign is to first identify what the goals are. So if the goal is to position yourself as a thought leader in the industry without any more tangible goals around specific leads and and buyers that you're trying to reach, then, you know, yeah, you hopefully you're going to get more butts in the seats. But if you're specifically looking for that sales enablement piece and actually delivering leads to your sales team, then I think your sales team Team would be very happy to have forty qualified. You know, we, we get upwards of a hundred to two hundred. To five
0: or six hundred, something. Even
1: yeah, it all depends, of course, on the market and the industry, but. Um, Like I said, I think first identifying your webinar goals and then figuring out your KPIs from there, that will help you sort of figure out whether it was a success or not.
0: And I think we should probably mention as well, the two kinds of webinars we've done in the past, one being sponsored, meaning that our editorial team has found the subject matter that is timely to the industry at that point in time. Um, Yeah, so so not a hard sell on a product, but a sponsorship of a subject matter. And the other version would be more of a product type of thing or something very specific to the average.
1: Yeah, something really promotional, um, even a demo, for example. And that's where, you know, we talked about earlier about sort of closing that gap of understanding. Some people may be aware of your brand or aware of your product or service, but they're not quite ready to have a sales call. A little product demo or a workshop in a webinar format is the perfect way to close that gap. If
0: you're a marketer, webinars for 2024.
1: It's on my list.
0: And on that note, Thank you to everybody for tuning in to This Is Annex. Thank you, Stacey. Thanks, Kyle. And we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to This Is Annex, the podcast about marketing for B2B marketers brought to you by B2B marketers. As always, please send your questions or comments to podcast at thisisannex.com and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.
1: This is Annex.